Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. I'm back with Lacey Halpern today, and Lacey, it's so good to have you. Thanks for having me. And so before we start, I wanted to just encourage our listeners. I know you're out there. We have we have lots of listeners, a lot of loyal listeners from what I can tell, and you've given a lot of great feedback about Lacey and, and love having her back, and she'll continue to be on, um, sure. especially as we make it through 100 episodes. We're, we're almost there, and Lacey, I'm going to have you on for that 100th episode. <laughs> but I wanted to just say thank you for downloading us on a regular basis, uh, for those of you who have reached out to us and just and said how much you like the podcast, we appreciate that as well. But for, for those of you who maybe haven't given us feedback and have some thoughts, we'd love to hear your feedback. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, and then you can also find us on our on our blog with the full transcript and all that. So if you want to give us a review, it could be positive, negative. It could be about how I'm doing as a host, how Lacey's doing as a guest some of our other guests, it doesn't matter. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to kind of boost up our ratings a little bit and just get more feedback from everybody. So with that, we're going to jump into today's topic, which is about informational interviews. This is something that I'm just so fascinated by. I feel like a lot of people aren't utilizing this informational interviewing as a, a really good professional development tool. And you know, to take it to the business world, I don't feel like employers are necessarily encouraging their employees to conduct informational interviews from the perspective of, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a specialist in this particular role. Or I'm an HR person. I'm an internal HR person. Why wouldn't you go and, and conduct an informational interview to an HR director, somebody that you want to become in right. three, four, five years? So let me first ask you uh, and, and have you helped define what's an informational interview for, for those that don't really know what it is? I would define it as an opportunity for two, you know, two, three, I mean, you, you could have probably multiple people in it to get together and provide a relaxed way of engaging, asking questions, learning a little bit more about a certain topic, could be a area of expertise, could be a certain profession, could be a university that you're interested in, in attending, just a way for somebody to gain firsthand knowledge from somebody who is doing it, living it, you know, in it every day. Do you feel like informational interviewing is sort of off limits to like senior leaders and it's more for entry level or kind of mid-level professionals or or do you think everybody should be doing it? I think anybody could do it. I think, you know, when you get into the senior level type roles, I think oftentimes it may be referred to less as an informational interview and more mm. um, like a peer-to-peer Yeah, like a networking. Support, yeah. Right. Like mentorship type thing. Yeah. Um, usually when I think of an informational interview or conversation, you know, there's some level of difference between the two folks that are having the conversation. So, and I, and I really believe there's value on both ends. So the person that is being interviewed and then the, the person gaining that information. How do you go about setting something like this up? I think networking is a hmm. big part of it. So people use lots of different avenues for that. There's 
professional groups, right? So I'm an HR person, so, you know, belonging to the Portland Human Resource Management Association. So if I wanted to uh, maybe gain some skills from somebody who's in a higher level HR position, or maybe they've got a specialty that I haven't done a lot of work in, I might attend some of those meetings, LinkedIn, subscribing to newsletters and being involved in the community of that a that similar specialty. type of role. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I think that's that's how you do it. Especially when you're seeking an informational interview, does it make more sense to connect with somebody you know who knows that person or is it appropriate to just reach out to somebody cold and say, "Hey, I'd love to I'd love the opportunity to to interview you." I think if you feel confident and can do that, I think that's great. I've had people reach out to me directly that are interested in working at Zenium or yeah. getting into HR. And I love that. And I've also had it be the other way around where they know someone that I also know, a mutual friend. And so I know like for me, I would be, I'd be flattered by somebody reaching out out of the blue, even if I didn't know the person and say, Hey, I'm interested in marketing. You know, I look up to you. I'd love to interview you. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'll carve out the time for that. It's funny. uh, I interviewed Lee Carraher. She's the author of Millennials and Management a few weeks back. And we just released that podcast. But she had talked about early on in her book that she's allowed people to interview her about a thousand to two thousand times is what she says. She just it's, it's something that she she's an owner of this business and she just makes it a point to have just to, to kind of give back in that way because people want to develop professionally and this is a great way to do it and she just it's just her way of you know paying it forward or paying yeah, it back i think that's great and i i think when you're the person that's providing that information you gain from it too so i don't think i've ever had one where there hasn't been you know, a moment where I've walked away and learned something new or just felt good about, you know, the work that we're doing and contributing back to the community. And I know I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't had the opportunity to speak to people at Zenium or other HR professionals in the Portland area about what it means to be an HR practitioner. When when you're talking about like self-development, I think there's got to be this intentional thing. Like I want to get this out of it or there's some sort of purpose and then going through the exercise. Like for example, you just did your um, SCRM SPHR certification. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, I'm SCP. SCP. Yes. I get those confused all the time. So you, you did that and that was the purpose was you wanted to get certified so that you could, you know, make more money and have more opportunity and, and obviously have that on your business card because people oftentimes take you more seriously when you have those credentials. So when you talk about informational interviewing and its purpose, what do you think those purpose kind of statements would be like for wanting to do them? I think the the first thing that stands out to me is just there's only so much that you can gain from reading books, you know, reading articles, even listening to podcasts, right? So when we're doing this pre-recorded podcast, the listeners don't have the opportunity live to ask questions and follow-up questions. And so I think there's just so mm, much value yeah. in being able to talk with somebody one-on-one and depending on how they respond to your question, being able to probe a little bit deeper. There's just a ton of value in that. And for me, just the face-to-face conversation, I love that. So if there are local listeners that are interested in chatting about HR, I would be super interested in doing that. That's such a great point. I didn't even really think about that necessarily. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books, but it's such a one-way information stream. Like I'm just absorbing it. Not all of it applies to me and I'll kind of tune that out when it when it doesn't. But you're right, like when you interview somebody or you're being interviewed, it's a two-way conversation. So now you can mold the conversation 
to that person. Right. And think about like when you're reading a book, we talk about this all the time with our Zenium book club. The value is not just in the book. It's in the discussion. Uh, yes. So yeah. I, I really believe the discussion that you can have with a like-minded person who cares about their professional development. I mean, that fills you up. Yeah. So there's just a huge amount of value in that. I was just, something popped in my head. So like informational interviews are nice kind of like in a one and done situation. Like, hey, I don't know Lacey, but I'm an HR professional and I want to interview you and kind of learn from you. And it's usually just a one-time thing, right? But if you take it a little further, it's almost like a coaching relationship, it could, wouldn't yeah, it, it could be? turn into a mentorship. Yeah. And that's, that has happened for me before. Has with, it really? With someone who's interested in dabbling in the HR world and they were doing some recruiting and staffing and we just really connected that first time and so decided, hey, you know, why don't we meet once a month for a while? And that person few months down the road ended up, you know, transitioning out of staffing and recruiting and into an HR position. And, um, you know, there, there's just a lot of value in being able to talk with somebody about what it is that they're doing, especially if you're at a pivotal point in your career or your education where trying to decide what road you want to take, um, talking with somebody who's doing that work can be a huge value. Especially if you hear it firsthand, somebody who's like 20, 30 years down the road and in that type of role. And they're like, man, I would have done things a lot differently. Or, and it's like, whoa, right. These are all the things I was unaware of. Thank you for for shedding some light on Mm -hmm. what could have been a rocky career ahead or something. Right. And because the world is changing so fast and what used to be like, for example, in marketing, there are so many specialties within that now. Same with HR. So if I'm going to have a conversation with somebody about HR 10 years ago, it would have been very different. And now there's, it's just so deep and wide. You know, the discussion can be boundless really and, and fun, a lot of fun. When you think about for especially these listeners here, they're mainly HR professionals, small business leaders, and and whatnot. How do how do informational interviews play a role in, in the development of their people? Think about an HR manager. They're maybe they're developing resources and programs and processes for their people. Where do informational interviews play a role in in development? And how do you roll something like this out, whether it's formal, informal, and just like sort of like here's permission, go do it. Sure. I think if I'm an HR person internally or, or a business owner, and I want to allow my employees to go out and seek information. I think the initial response for a business owner might be, oh, that feels a little bit strange. Like, why can't they get that information here? And for, you know, I would encourage folks to think strategically and critically about it because there are some roles where they may not get the mentorship or the development because there's no one in a higher level position in, in the same department or same role. So being able to seek out information elsewhere is important. I think too, it broadens people's perspectives. And like I said, you know, you learn a lot and information can be taken, you know, back to the company, implemented, and, and it could be a benefit to the organization. On the flip side, to allow your employees to be the ones that are being interviewed, that that has a huge impact on a lot of things. I think about employer value proposition, your brand. If I'm out talking about what's it like to work at Zenium, I'm talking about how great it is. And I know that the more that we do that, the more we we become a place where an HR person wants to go to work. Mm. So when I graduate with my HR degree, that's the place I want to land. Yeah. When I think about like some of the times that I've done informational interviews, I mean, I've done it in a bunch of different ways. I think I've had phone calls with people if it was like the distance was too far apart. I've taken people to coffee, lunch, happy hour. What's what's worked best for you in in either on the receiving end of an informational interview or or giving one? I think both phone and face-to-face work just fine. You know, I don't know that it would work 
too well over some type of electronic media no, email or some type of chat yeah. thing. It's hard but to be focused. The face-to-face or the phone, Skype too, you know, the abilities yeah, the that we have now yeah. to do video conferencing, I think any of that is fine. You want it to be casual, relaxed. Sometimes it's nice to be able to have people, you know, depending on the type of position that you're in, maybe you even want to bring them into your operation so they can see, you know, what the building is like. And I'm thinking like a manufacturing facility, be able to walk the floor, do a tour. Those types of things might be helpful too. I want to provide listeners with some tools like for either rolling this out to their people or if they themselves are like, hey, I've, I've not really thought about doing informational interviews. What, what should I do? What are the landmines that you'd run into like in giving one? What things irritate you the most with people who maybe come unprepared or ask the wrong questions? Like what sticks out to you? Making sure that if you're, you know, you're to, you're going to allow your employees to be the one being interviewed, making sure that they're aware of what types of information wouldn't be appropriate to mm, share, confidential yeah, things, yeah. trademarked stuff. And I think most people that I'm thinking would be doing these types of things would have the you know, the sense to know what not to share, but making sure that that's clear, making sure that, you know, you've communicated to employees how frequent they're allowed to do this. Are they allowed to leave the building to do it? So all those types of little detail things are important to outline. For me, when I have been interviewed, I can't think of a time where I've had a bad experience. Mm, that's interesting. Um, but just like a job interview, if someone came unprepared, if they weren't taking it seriously, if it felt like they were doing it to check something off a box, yeah. those would be the things that might get under my skin. Because it's, for me, I take that stuff really seriously. And I, I care a lot about paying it forward and helping develop other people. So if somebody weren't to take that seriously, because I certainly do, I might feel disrespected or might not want to do it again. Sort of the, what's going through my head right now is saying like, Informational interviews are for for people who are aware of what it is and what it can, how powerful it can be. They do come prepared. They ask the right questions. They know it's not appropriate to ask. They don't ask for is there a job available for, for me, like at the very end of the interview or something like that, which would be super awkward. But for those who are unaware of it, I feel like, and I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like if they were to conduct their first informational interview, they were likely pushed into it from some external. Yeah, force, they, like they may have been encouraged. Friends, family, or even if they do have a job, they were like, maybe their manager said, hey, go do an informational interview. I think somebody's got to start that way. But I think for a lot of most of the people, they probably just are not aware of what it is or how powerful it can be. So what do you think about that notion? Yeah, I, I do think that there, there probably comes a point for some people where maybe they're frustrated in their current job. They're at some crossroads turning point, got to make some type of decision about my future. So I'm going to seek out some additional information. Maybe it's a referral. You know, for me, it was trying to figure out what is it that I want to do? Do I want to keep doing what I'm doing? Or do I want to do something different? I think back and wish that I would have done this while I was in school, because it may have changed some of the things, some of the classes that I chose to take. Yeah, I bet you would have had a huge influence on what classes you took. I, I do think so. And but, you know, hindsight is, is twenty twenty, and so we totally. can just look forward. I also and- think it's like a snapshot at the time, too, because if you talk to certain people, like if I was talking to a college student right now, I'd be like, get into marketing right now because <laughs> it's, it's fast-paced, technology's changing, and, and the money can be there like later on in your career. So I... But that's a snapshot in time. Something may completely change it Ten economically. Years from now, it may not be. Yeah, so I think what if you got swayed in college by somebody you were given or doing an informational interview with and they told you good advice for the time, but 10 years later when you're in your profession, it actually screwed you. Yeah, it could have totally <laughs> changed the trajectory of your, your career. So yeah, yeah I, I think about, you know, 
looking back on decisions and I didn't have a lot of people that were professionals working that I was talking to. You know, I was working in college, but certainly not in a professional type setting. And so could it have changed things? Maybe I'm really happy with where I'm at and what I did, but I think it could be really valuable and maybe even valuable for folks that aren't even in college that are in high school, really trying to decide what they want to do with their life. When I gave my first informational interview, I'll never forget this. I, it was a situation where I was sort of encouraged by somebody else to, Hey, go interview this particular person, like super smart in this area, good with data, you know, whatnot. And I remember prepping so much to like, I had all my questions lined up. I brought a notepad. I was, and I even asked at the time, I'm like, and I took him to lunch. I said, is it okay if I take notes? And, you know, now we have tablets and whatnot. This is probably six, seven years ago where I was handwriting everything <laughs> at lunch. And it was super, it was really hard to do. And it made it kind of awkward. What have you seen work? Like if people who want to take notes or, or come with sort of a plan, mm-hmm. a schedule, what what I think that works? works great. I think, you know, if you can use technology, use a tablet, um, Maybe you even get their permission to record them so that you can go back later and take notes. When you were talking, it was making me think Mm -hmm. about a few weeks ago, I was at a Starbucks and was working in between client appointments. And there was this, you know, young gentleman that was sitting there. He was probably in his early 20s and he just looked really nervous. And he had, he looked like he had kind of dressed up and he had a, he had a notebook. And I thought, I wonder if he's doing a job interview or something. This gentleman, you know, older gentleman kind of walks in, was probably in his mid 50s sits down, shakes his hand, and it was totally an informational interview. So what ended up happening, I could kind of overhear, he was in school for accounting, and part of his curriculum in one of the classes, he had to interview a small business owner about how they do their accounting, do you outsource it, do you work with a bookkeeper, and... I was so impressed with the man that he was interviewing because he was so patient and some of the questions that, you know, this younger gentleman was asking could have seemed really basic, you know, for this business owner who was successful and had this large construction company in the Northwest. I was just so impressed with the care that he took in answering all of his questions and, you know, the the young guy was taking notes and was really detailed and I'm sure went back to his class with his team, whatever project they were working on, and felt filled up and learned 10 times what he might have learned reading a book about, you know, how to do accounting in a small business. This man was really open with him and thoughtful, and I was super impressed. And what's interesting, like just taking a marketing spin, like I always do, now that that college student probably has a really great impression of that business and that business owner. It's like, oh, all business owners aren't evil. You know, like just a weird stigma around like CEOs and whatnot. It's like these people want to give back. And it's like, if you just ask them, they probably would give back in a great way and like provide you with a lot of knowledge that you can't not get in college. Right. It's a great supplement. And it's like, just ask. Yes. And um, it's so, it's so great to hear a story like that where I would be nervous too. I mean, like if I was in his shoes, I would be so nervous, but he came prepared as you, as you alluded to, and I'm sure it went fine. Yeah, it went well. And he learned a ton. So yeah. it was fun to sit there and kind of overhear their conversation. If you're talking about like organizations, like sort of saying, Hey, this is a tool. We encourage you as employees to, to do this. And we, you know, we support that. Do you think that's on paid time? Is it, is it outside of work? I mean, I could see it being both, but have you seen any employers doing I've, things a certain way? I haven't seen any employers use it as some type of formal Like a benefit program. or a program. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Certainly nothing that they advertise, but I think it, it rolls up into just the perks of being an employee where an employer cares about professional Absolutely. development. 
I think it can be something that gets talked about, you know, when managers are having one-on-ones with employees. When you realize as a, as a leader that there's a gap maybe in what it is that you're able to give this employee, or maybe you could do it, but sometimes it's nice to just hear it from somebody else, right? It's like your kids go over, you know, to your parents' house and they listen really well and take the feedback, but they can't listen with you. I think that can happen in the workplace too. So different perspective, different voice, same information can be valuable. So I think it's a tool for a leader to have in their back pocket for owners to start to get comfortable with, you know, for their employees to give them and then for mm. employees to go out and seek that information too. As we kind of wrap this up, I want I did want to just say that much like a mentor relationship or a coaching relationship, there there may be private things shared in an interview like this, especially if you want to get a lot out of it. I think you need to be vulnerable. You are like this. You're you're very vulnerable at times and you get a lot out of that because now the other person can open up and share. And I think in these informational interviews, it's no different. It's like, hey, look, I'm scared. I don't know where my career is going to go, blah, blah, blah. And I think if you're able to do that, the other person can open up as well and, and really be authentic about, hey, here's my experience. See, right. I went through the same thing. But that, how, how important it is after the fact to not share that information and I don't think it's fair. Right. What do you think about that? I agree. It's yeah. it's respect. To be and confidential. I think they're coming to the conversation to get feedback from you and you know, I always think treat people how you want to be treated and so yeah, it's it's a respectful relationship where you're not gonna share on either part, you know, the information. You may take some of the tips and tools and things you learned and implement those, but we want to be respectful of things that are confidential or, you know, where people are being really vulnerable. Who's your um Who's your biggest idol right now? Hmm. Michelle yeah, Obama. Okay. If you had an informational interview with her and you only can ask two questions, what do you ask her? I think I would ask her when you were in school, either undergrad or graduate school, what would you have done differently? Looking back now at how your career has been, what would you have done differently then? And I would probably also ask her something around what tips or tools do you have for balancing the responsibilities that you have as a mother of two young girls and then also being a professional with a career that you spent a lot of time and money and energy developing. How do you balance that? I don't know if I was to interview somebody. I don't don't know who I would, but I know the question I'd ask, especially who's somebody who may be at the top of their game and is very successful. I'd probably ask in your darkest and worst times, what got you out of it like what that's a good one what like drove you to keep going to like just get over that hurdle and know that you're at your bottom and that there's only up to go everybody's got a different answer for that yeah it may be luck it may be you know i just didn't have a choice you you didn't have a choice you're gonna starve you're living in your car i don't know what it was but that would be a very powerful question for i think for the right person yeah yeah great so anyways this is a fun discussion Lacey. i I appreciate it yeah so our guest today was Lacey halpern she's been on uh, probably 15 episodes by now and we'll have her back for more but uh definitely give us feedback if you can itunes stitcher and google play and then you can get the transcript and we have a couple surveys on our blog on the podcast episode so again thanks for the download today Lacey. thanks for being a part of the podcast Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. 
The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.